Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Thursday, September 7th. Let's jump into today's top stories. Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti tells the Athletics' Nicole Auerbach that divisions in an 18-team league are untenable for several reasons. Petiti said, they're very difficult to balance because they'd have to be large. And secondly, if you're playing nine conference games and you're breaking into divisions, you're playing so much against your own division that you're not really crossing over. The inability to see other teams and really connect the conference is not ideal. So, there's a competitive aspect to it, but there's also a practicality. Petiti also tells Auerbach Colorado's decision to join the Big 12 increased some inbound conversations. Though the league doesn't have a pro rata clause, Auerbach reports Fox up the amount it was willing to pay at Petiti's request to bring Oregon and Washington on board, and Petiti says, Oregon and Washington, they had, really, intent, they were working hard to make it an option for them. They really, really wanted to be in the Big Ten. We felt that throughout the whole process. Petiti also agrees with SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey that the college football playoff needs to be re-evaluated in light of the recent realignment. It's our job to make sure that whatever was created makes sense. I will say my number one goal is access. Does the league have plans to expand further? We're extremely happy where we are. The Pac-12 conference office has been slow to provide clarity on the legalities associated with the league's dissolution, as Oregon State AD Scott Barnes explains to the Mercury News' John Wilner. Barnes says, I'm frustrated that we haven't gotten the information as quickly as we had hoped. It is trickling in. We need to get that button down. Wilner subsequently sought answers from the league and asked, why is it taking so long to determine the assets, liabilities, and governing control? The Pac-12 declined to comment. What is the process and who's involved? The Pac-12 declined to comment. When might full clarity emerge? The Pac-12 declined to comment. The same radio silence that defined the Pac-12 conference's messaging strategy throughout the media rights negotiations is at work in this endeavor. Which is fine, the conference isn't obligated to share information with the media. But it's required to assist Washington State, Oregon State and the outgoing schools by any means necessary. And once again, headquarters has failed to execute at the necessary level. One source tells Wilner, any well-run business should, within 48 hours, have the most up-to-date profit and loss statement, balance sheet and liabilities and assets. At the latest, they should have had this at the end of August, knowing the odds were pretty good Stanford and Cal were leaving. The conference has been so poorly managed on so many levels. Two complicating factors involve the recent hire of CEO Moraine Carrick, who has been in the role for less than a month, and the fact that the 10 outbound members have not provided the Pac-12 with formal departure notices. Wilner wonders whether the announcements and public comments by the ACC, Big 12 and those outbound schools constitute legally binding departure notices and whether a settlement might be forthcoming. In realignment, billable hours are undefeated. USF is the recipient of a $25 million gift from Tampa General Hospital to name the Center for Athletic Excellence, an operations facility that will be included as part of USF's new on-campus stadium project and will feature dedicated clinical space for TGH. The gift will also name the university's athletics district. Bulls AD Michael Kelly said, We cannot thank Tampa General Hospital enough for their generous support. This $25 million gift is the largest ever gift to USF Athletics and will help us build a world-class training facility for our athletes as part of our on-campus stadium project. In addition, this unique partnership will provide our student-athletes and the Tampa Bay community with unparalleled behavioral health and wellness services in this state-of-the-art facility.
We are grateful to TGH for believing in our vision for the future of USF athletics and for playing an instrumental role in helping us build what will be one of the finest athletics districts in all of college sports. The NCAA has denied North Carolina wide receiver Tez Walker's eligibility waiver for this season, and Tar Heels head coach Mac Brown says in a statement that I don't know that I've ever been more disappointed in a person, group of people, or an institution than I am with the NCAA right now. It's clear that the NCAA is about process and couldn't care less about the young people it's supposed to be supporting. Shame on you, NCAA. Shame on you. Tar Heels AD Bubba Cunningham has also released a statement outlining several pertinent facts in Walker's case, including the cancellation of the football season at Walker's original institution, North Carolina Central, where Walker never actually played. Furthermore, Cunningham notes both NC Central and Kent State support Walker's immediate eligibility, and Kent State has supported UNC in providing overwhelming evidence detailing Walker's mental health needs. Cunningham said, arbitrarily prohibiting a student-athlete from competition, when that student-athlete has played two seasons of football in the last five years at one school and wants to play closer to home for legitimate family and mental health reasons, does not make sense. This decision undermines the fair treatment of student-athletes and further erodes the public confidence in our national governing body. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Thursday, September 7. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.